Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're back in the archive checking out this episode. I wanted to give you a heads up that while the episode you're about to hear may be a little bit older, we still stand behind all of our advice and actionable takeaways. However, we may mention resources that are no longer available. The best way to get our up-to-date resources is going to feelgoodretail.com slash podcast and checking out what we have there. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to Retail for the Rest of Us, a podcast for indie retailers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Retail for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Janine Malone, and this is our fourth and final episode in our mini series about building community around your retail business. In the previous three episodes, we have covered why community even matters and why we're dedicating the month of June to talking about building community for your shop. In episode two, we gave you an overview of the step-by-step phases that go into what we call the relationship cycle to give you a better sense of the journey that your customer takes with you. And in our most recent episode, we talked about each phase a little bit more in depth, what the opportunities that you have are, as well as some key messages that are important to integrate into your marketing to ensure that you are inviting your customers into the next phase and the next phase until they're bona fide freak cult members of your indie retail shop. (laughs) No cults, cult in a good way, you know, if that's possible. Anyways, before we get into that whole topic, I wanted to remind you that this podcast series has a companion resource. It is called the building community dashboard and we created it just for you as a workspace for you to take notes, to dream, to visualize, to get prepared, to really intentionally build community. You may have thought throughout this series that, hey, I've got some of these, like I've got some community members, I've got some clients, I know I I have some customers. And so cool, I did it, check. But odds are there is, odds are if that's what you're thinking, there's actually even more opportunity to be leveraging customer relationships to help scale your business. And in a time where Instagram and (laughs) I mean, really Instagram, but a lot of these other platforms are getting increasingly difficult to be seen on, I think community is becoming more important than ever. So if you want to grab that resource and get to work, because listening is cool, but taking action is even cooler you can go to feelgoodretail.com slash besties, B-E-S-T-I-E-S. And that link is of course in the show notes. And that resource, the building community dashboard is totally free. It goes through reasons we love retail. (laughs) It goes through reasons we love relationship building and the fundamental vibe and bottom line shift that relationships can add to your business. We give you reflection questions so that you can start visualizing and dreaming about what community would look like for you. We have a teamwork makes the dream work playlist full of some of our favorite duos, collaborations and features. And then we dive even deeper into the thing we're going to be talking about today, which is how to do the thing, right? We've talked about why we've talked about what and now I really want to talk about how we are creating systems inside of your business so that you feel prepared and excited 
and ready to grow your relationships with ease. Like I've shared on a couple of these episodes, but I think it's worth repeating. I have done this both the easy way and the hard way. (laughs) Guess which one I liked better. When I started in retail, I was doing a lot of one-to-one clienteling and scaled a small shop to over a million dollars in sales. And that is a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, let me tell you. Since then, I've helped quite a few indie retailers implement systems and strategies and things that are working for them in the background to help them do that same kind of relationship building without burning themselves out. So today I want to talk about the fundamental building blocks of beginning to intentionally build community in your business. If you don't have these things, this is where you start. This is the foundation of community building inside of retail. If you don't have these things yet, don't freak out. They're easy to come by. You can absolutely create them. And I will try to explain why it's worth the time and resource investment of integrating these tools into your business. And if you already have all of these boxes checked, I'm going to touch on how you can be utilizing these tools to build community with ease using automations, activations, and the tools that you have in your toolkit. Because like I've said, building a community manually is not sustainable. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is nothing that can replace an out-of-this-world five-star one-to-one experience with a customer. But that's not exactly scalable because you only have so many hours in the day and you have a lot of other things to be doing. And it's also not really predictable, right? Not every customer that we interact with is ready for that kind of experience. So When we talk about building relationships, oftentimes I'm talking about digital experiences that can run on autopilot. That will inform things like how you're training your staff, how you're approaching people in person, how you're working those markets and having those follow-ups, how you are outlining your website. But the thing that I'm really excited about and passionate about is creating these systems that work really well in the background. So in order to start automating your customer experience, you need these five things. Ready? You need your shop's soul statement. This is an exercise we do with our Feel Good Foundation students, and it's also available inside of the library, which is our communal space for indie retailers. That starts at $5 a month, and you can get that in there. It's an awesome resource. And I've heard from so many of our students that it's really changed the way that they make decisions in their business and helps them reconnect with the why behind their business. Before you build a community, it's really, really important to understand your why, understand the intention that you're bringing to it. So that's number one. And whether or not you do the soul statement exercise, I want you to at least set aside some time to get super, super clear on that exact question. Who are you serving? Why are you serving them? How do you want to make people feel? Those are three pretty fundamental questions before you start relationship building. Number two, you need a hell yes reason that someone would join your email list. Gone are the days where you could have a pop-up on your website that just says sign up for new release updates and exclusives. People are more interested in value coming from their brands than they've ever been. And they're also more protective of their inbox. I, for one, have been on an unsubscribe journey this month. And boy, oh boy, 
have I been even more critical of where I'm lending my email address because I want to protect my peace, right? I get my email notifications on my phone. So I want to make sure if it's something that's coming in, I'm really excited to receive it. So when I talk about your hell yes reason someone would join, that could be anything from an exclusive piece of content, a workshop, a how-to, a free gift, a discount, but think about what's going to work best and attract your ideal audience. That's the first place that your soul statement is going to come into play and those reflection questions about the kind of community you want to be building. Who are the connections you want to make, right? They might not be the people who are super amped to get 10% off. Maybe they are. I could be wrong. But just as an example, you may not want to be approaching new customers in that way. And I think that's the most common thing that we see. So you need your soul statement. You need your why. You need the hell yes reason someone would join. And that doesn't mean just to hear from us. This is the first transaction you're going to have with your new connection is that email address exchange. The third thing that you'll need is an email service provider that syncs to your sales platform. This is critical. So depending on what sales platform you're on, whether it is Squarespace or Square or Shopify or WooCommerce or Wix, (laughs) or is it Wix or Weebly? I can never remember. Whatever platform that you use to take cash (laughs) to take money in exchange for your products, you want an email service provider that connects and creates customers and creates customer profiles. This is how you're going to start to create individual segments for each part of your customer journey. I'm getting a little bit into the weeds here, but if you're someone who's already on something like Clevio, which is our recommendation for most retailers, or OmniSend, or even MailChimp, you have the ability to break your big list down into segments based on customer behavior. So for example, you could create a connections segment, which would be everyone who's subscribed, but who has never made a purchase. That allows you to speak more personally to each phase of customer, as opposed to just sending mass newsletters all the time. That's not going to feel super personal. And that is by far just the ability to segment email lists based on customer behavior is fundamentally like a critical tool to scale your business. Whether you do it with community or you do it with things that people have purchased in the past or you know people who haven't purchased in a while and winning them back, being able to break your master list up is truly feels like magic. <laughs> And I'm sure those of you who recently have switched to a smarter platform can attest to its capabilities and opportunities. The fourth is you're going to need an irresistible and prominent best sellers collection. That could be merchandised in a certain part of your store, could be a collection on your website. I would put it on the homepage. I would put it in your welcome series. It is really easy to point people in direction of new arrivals, but new isn't necessarily a value to someone who's new to brand. They don't care if it's new or old. They want the things that your community members, your clients can't stop buying. There's a social proof built in to the idea of bestsellers, right? 
I know when I go to a brand and I'm shopping for the first time, that's something that I look at. Like, I don't know anything about this brand. I don't have a ton of time to do like exhaustive research. I just want to know what's the thing that everyone else likes. (laughs) Because odds are, if it's selling well, it's going to be something that I am interested in exploring. So if you don't have a bestsellers collection, or it's hidden somewhere on your website, or it's merchandise all around the store, I would try to put that collection together in a way that's really eye catching, really prominent. And you can point out to new subscribers, new connections, new traffic inside of your space, to give them a sense of like, this is what we love. I always think of when I go into a bookstore, I buy a lot of books, I do a lot of fiction reading, mostly thrillers. Um, So if you have recommendations, send them my way. But I love going to the area of like an indie bookstore that's like our staff recommendations, right? Because I'm like, you guys must read so much like you've already done the curating for me. First of all, you've already done the curating for me because I'm in an amazing shop. But then I get the stamp of approval of either your community or your employees who like, know you better than I do. That's amazing. So you want an irresistible and prominent bestsellers collection. And lastly, unsurprisingly, you want a regular subscribe-worthy newsletter. So we cover this in one of our classes that I've taught in the past. There are different types of emails, right? So there's your automations, which we talked about with email service provider, your ability to set up segments and have different activations. but You also have things like your sales emails. Those are promotional emails, new product in, a launch, a curated collection, whatever it is, the ones that you hope are making you money. But there's so much to be said for having a newsletter that creates context around your brand that feels like a love letter from you to your customer and that allows your customers to bond with you on a deeper level, to understand the vision behind your business. There's that vision word again. Can you see why your soul statement is so important? That it can help you articulate things that maybe get lost when people are just seeing one-off posts on the feed, if they're seeing posts on the feed at all. So your newsletter is kind of like, consider it like being a pen pal with your audience. You're able to create some context around the brand, and that's going to make your customers feel bonded to you in a way that feels really of service. Odds are in your newsletter, you're not doing any hard sells. So you're really just trying to engage. And that is a service above all else. So I love a newsletter. And I think that that is really critical to start building those relationships. So to reiterate, there are five things inside of your retail relationship starter kit. A soul statement, a hell yes reason to subscribe, an email service provider that syncs to your sales platform, an irresistible and prominent bestsellers collection, and a regular subscribe-worthy newsletter. That checklist is available inside of our building community dashboard alongside some of the tech tools that we love and recommend for different phases. You can grab that if you haven't already at feelgoodretail.com slash besties. I hope that this feels empowering and exciting to get you moving in the direction of building community with intention. I know your business is going to be better for it and it's going to feel so damn good. Thank you for being a part of this mini series. 
Like I said, if you'd like to learn more, you can go to feelgoodretail.com slash besties, B-E-S-T-I-E-S to get our building community dashboard that has everything from reflection questions to a playlist to a deep dive into our relationship cycle, that checklist we just went over and the tech tools that we love. It's a great place to get started and assess where you're at so that you can start building a really feel good, sustainable, community oriented business. We will be taking a short break for the next couple of weeks from the podcast, but then we will be back with some of our favorite episodes and some fresh episodes in July. Until then, cheers to feeling good. Cheers to building community. Retail for the Rest of Us is a podcast by Feel Good Retail. If you'd like to learn more about how we can help you scale and grow your shop in a way that, well, feels good, you can visit us at feelgoodretail.com. The show is produced by Softer Sound Studio. And if you'd like to support our independently run, woman-powered podcast, you can leave us a five-star review, take a screenshot, share it to social media, tell your shop BFFs, or join our retail resource library, a communal space for indie retailers to access resources and tools that will support their shops. For just $5 a month, you can not only support the show, but get access to an archive of our most popular resources and exclusive seasonal content. We'd love to see you in there. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Cheers to feeling good.